What is up? Uh, it has been literally more than a month. And you want to know what? I don't even know what to say. I'm going to blame it on school. I just got done with finals. School finished on, I think it was on Wednesday. Today is Friday. Yeah, school got done on Wednesday. And I literally, I'm like five books behind now. And because <laughs> I, even during finals, I like, I read at night before I go to bed or I just, I don't know. I'm also in a little book club number going on. And so I read over there, but I just, I don't know. I have not been able. Well, I don't want to say that. I hate when people say that they haven't been able or if they've been too busy or blah, blah, blah. Because honestly, you want to know what I was doing right before I got this voice recording out? Sorry. Um... The thing that I was doing right before I got, that I'm making this, I was scrolling on my phone, of course, for the last uh, 15 minutes. And then I said, what am I doing? So anyway, there's always time, basically. And I think it was, I I don't even know. It's like in one of Arnold Schwarzenegger's, <laughs> I didn't say his last name, Schwarz, Schwarzen, Schwarzenegger. Um, I think it was in one of his... Uh, motivational gym things it's like everybody's got a problem with time and like everybody has the same amount of time in the day and anyway you just have to capitalize on the time you have so here i am no more excuses i i'm gonna try to <laughs> i'm gonna try to catch up i think i'm gonna publish one today tomorrow and i'm gonna try to on monday as well i leave on monday to gallivant around europe for a couple months, but I'll still try to make those these while I'm out there. I'm going to I'm going to be bringing some books with me. So, the reading does not cease even at a time of travel. Today I am talking about Radical Candor by Kim Scott. I for, for a while I was saying Radical Candor. I think Candor like a candor is a is a bird. I don't know. Maybe I'm just making that up. Something close to that, though. It's it's a bird. But I was talking to my manager because this book is about, like, leadership. The full title is um, Radical Candor, Be a Kick-Ass Boss Without Losing Your Humanity. Fully revised and updated edition, if you're wondering. So I'm talking to my manager about this, and he's like, I'm pretty sure it's candor, not candor. And I said... Okay, here we have it. So if we're wrong, Brian, that's my little manager's <laughs> name. It's Brian's fault. Um, and this book, this book, let me just first start off by saying that I do not re recommend this book. I don't recommend this book. Unless you are in a management position at a company, like, and it has to kind of be like a trendy company, you know? Like the company that I work at right now, we, it's a desk job, but it's like one of those like open desks. Like there's no cubicles, there's no walls. Like the, the management sits with the team that they're over. It's like open. And so I feel like this could be implemented at my company, but I don't know if it could be Im implemented at all companies. Kim Scott, she, um, works in Silicon Valley and 
she has for a long time and that's where she got all these ideas she worked at google she worked at apple she started her own startup over there and so anyway that's kind of the bill so i think the book that this was written for is like 0.00001% of the population but if you do fit in that po- that percent of the population i'd say go ahead and read it i think it has some good principles if you're not it's honestly like let me just let me just put out my thoughts out there it's kind of a frustrating read this book literally it is 286 pages long and i don't know if it's 286 pages long because kim scott's publisher was like set like a page limit you're like you have to get at least 280 pages before we publish this book and so it just like talks in circles and circles and circles and it repeats itself and it's so redundant and it i don't know and the thing about it too is that it felt like it never ended because it ends on page 232 but if you have the revised edition there's an afterword to the revised edition and then after the afterword to the revised edition, which the afterword is literally 30 pages long. No, I lied. It's 26 pages long. Then there's a bonus chapter called a radically candid performance review. So then you have another bonus chapter and then you read the acknowledgements. And oh my gosh, it's like, please just end the book. Mrs. Scott it is crazy. I did not enjoy reading this book. I do think that there are some important lessons to be had. I'm not a manager of anybody right now so it's not i don't know it gives you some ideas as to if you're like an employee and you're trying to work with your management a little better than than there's that and so that's why i was talking with my manager about it i was trying to you know be radically candid with him and yeah anyway i'm just a few little highlights the basically a summary of the book is found in the introduction on page Roman numeral XI, it says, the key insight behind radical candor is the com- is that command and control can hinder innovation and harm a team's ability to improve the efficiency of routine work. Bosses and companies get better results when they voluntarily lay down unilateral power and encourage their teams and peers to hold them accountable. When they quit trying to control employees and focus instead on encouraging agency. So it basically is just how to be a better boss. And like I said, there's good, there is good principles. It could have been, and I'm not kidding, probably 200 pages shorter. In it, it's like almost, I don't know, it kind of reads like a textbook where it's like, it just, oh my gosh, I don't know. It like explains... It feels the need to repeat itself. Let me find, um, let me find an example in here. I have a little, a couple bookmarks in here. Okay, the first bookmark though says the, and it's a quote from the CEO of LinkedIn, Jeff Weiner. I hope it's not pronounced Weiner. Jeff Weiner, CEO of LinkedIn. He says the advice I would give my twenty-two-year-old self, um, and that's me. I'm twenty-two years old right now. He says is to be compassionate. I wasn't very compassionate when I was your age. As a matter of fact, I wasn't particularly compassionate until the latter stage of my career. Um, and he says, compassion is empathy plus action. So I thought that was a good, that was another good little principle. It does give some good one-liners, but the thing that just is kind of crazy to me, let me 
there's a part literally on page like 30 i'm gonna try to find this she brings up this guy named bob bob and his story and bob and his story are referenced an insane amount of times in this book it's like ma'am we know who bob is now you do not need to tell us bob's story every 10 pages to get your point across it was kind of like an insult to intelligence at points where she was like she would say something she'd write something and i wish i had a good okay um Okay, here's, here's another little bookmark. On, in, on the margin, I wrote, the author will insert an interpretation as to what happened in the story we just, oh, she just got done telling. It is unnecessary and useless. <laughs> so that might have been a little harsh, but she in this says, is talking about this guy named Russ. Uh, let me just read the end of this. Praise is important, and he gave an example from coaching Little League. I really admire that you are a Little League coach, I said offhandedly. I had been meaning to tell him... Oh, I think this is about giving um, compliments that are genuine. Uh, I had been meaning to tell him this for a while, and it just popped into my head. In that moment, he said, thank you. Usually that would have been that, but I realized later that my compliment had not been specific. I had not told Russ why I admired that he was a coach. I mentioned the irony to Russ. He replied, well, the problem is I don't think you meant it. You hate sports. And here's her interpretation. She goes, now I realized it was even worse than I thought. It wasn't just that I'd been vague and unhelpful. He knew I cared about him, but he thought my praise was insincere. It's like that entire, those last two sentences, delete. That's literally what he just got done saying. You do not need to give your interpretation of what just happened, you know? So that the book is riddled with things like that. She's like, tells a story. It's probably Bob's story because Bob's story appears like 10 times. Tells Bob's story or she references the introduction. She goes like, as stated in the introduction or we read in the introduction or as stated on page 20. And then she's like, and then she adds like one more sentence to add on to it. And then she feels like she needs to synthesize exactly what's been said five times. So <laughs> it's like, Oh, now he thought that I was insincere. And it's like, that's literally just what he got done saying. So anyway, it's, it was just a little bit of a frustrating read. I was happy when it was over, but I'm also glad that I read it just so that when, if I ever am a manager, I think it would be a useful tool to have this book um, to reference, to reference, not to like read again. I don't know if I could ever do that again. And I know that like, I might be just like a harsh critic, but it just, it was not that pleasurable of a read which is okay i know that it's like a business book and it's not supposed to like i don't know it's not supposed to be just some like deep profound story or like interesting or i don't know well i think i feel like i feel like books could be interesting this book could have been interesting and it could have been 150 pages shorter um a couple more things that I did like before I end. I'm just gonna... I'm, I know that people's podcast time is, is important. I think I listened to eight podcasts 
and some of them are posted daily, and I feel, um, I feel kind of like a responsibility to make sure that I don't occupy too much of people's podcast time, because that's their time to, like, listen to the things they want to listen to. I don't want to, like, take 30 minutes. I think that's, that's a mistake that I made at the beginning of this podcast when I started it. Um, a couple more things. She mentions Ryan Smith as like, <laughs> you know what? Maybe I shouldn't even just bring this up. Cause I know that Ryan Smith is kind of like a Utah. I'm, I live in Utah for those who didn't know. I know we have like a French listener and a, and a, somebody from, uh, Great Britain who tunes in often. I'm from Utah, a state in the United States. <laughs> And I know that he's kind of like a hometown hero, like local celebrity, Ryan Smith, jazz. He brought the Delta Center back to the jazz. He's so awesome. And But I, I took a leadership class in college just last, oh, maybe it was two semesters ago. No, this last semester just ended. And I, I don't know. I don't get the hype. I liked him. <laughs> I kind of sound like this podcast makes me sound like super super bratty and judgmental, but I don't know. He would just like interrupt the Dean of the Marriott school of business on occasion. That's anyway. Anyway. So when she mentioned him, I was like, Oh my gosh, jump scare. Didn't know that thing. Anyway. Um, <laughs> it's kind of funny. I just, I just mentioned that. I just opened the page where Ryan Smith's name was. And it was, a, it was like a second jump scare. Um, two other little things that I liked and then a vocab word that I learned from this book. The first, oh, the next little bookmark that I have in here says only about 5% of people have a real vocation in life and they confuse the hell out of the rest of us. And I highlighted that because I have been feeling like, what is my, like, what is my future career going to be? What am I doing? What do I want to study? What do I want to apply myself to? I just feel like the possibilities really are endless. And because they're endless, it makes the decision harder. So to those 5% that have a real vocation in life, I love that for you. And I am jealous of you. It says, it goes on to say, your job is not to provide purpose, but instead to get to know each of your direct reports well enough to understand how each one derives meaning from their work. Um, I think that's important. And then it quotes, it quotes Steve Jobs often in this. And one of his quotes is um, that all we're trying to do is put a ding in the universe. Wait, hold on. Many people use a story to celebrate the person who has a sense of vision, can imagine the individual efforts as a grand, as a part of the grand collective enterprise. In current day Silicon Valley, inspirational slogans run more along the lines of putting a ding in the universe, as Steve Jobs puts it. So, go Steve Jobs. Love him for that. Oh, here's just, my last bookmark is actually just a, just another little arc. She starts off another paragraph of hers and says, so let me reiterate. And literally, I think that phrase, or <laughs> it just it just seems to appear, whether it's explicitly or implicitly, she is reiterating and iterating and reiterating again and again and again. So anyway, that is my review of Radical Candor by Kim Scott. If you are in a management position, pick up a copy. If you're not, there is almost no need. I think it does have good principles and it does teach you how to have a better relationship with your management. Of course, not every answer is in this book. Um, 
Oh, one other thing. Oh my gosh, I totally forgot to mention. It's like the whole, the whole thing about this book is that there is a, um, just another thing that's repeated one million times. I could open to almost any page and have it be there. It's a, it's an X. What is that? It's a X and a Y axis. <laughs> it's a, it's a grid. It's a graph. And, um, the X axis is labeled challenge directly. And the Y axis is, is, uh, labeled care personally. And you can like plot yourself on where you're at and, um, you want to be in the right. What is that? Like the second square. I can't remember what they're called. Gosh, I haven't been in, um, like a, what even, what even class algebra class for a while. But the, the second, the second square where both the X and the Y are positive is radical candor. That's where you want to end up. There's also ruinous empathy, which has the negative X and, obnoxious aggression which has the positive x but the negative y gosh i wish you could just see it because it's so hard to explain and then the negative x and the negative y is manipulative insincerity and so you want to like just make sure you're caring personally and challenging directly and that is literally the entirety of the book um yeah it like invites you to hang that up on your office wall and like on doors and like anyway that's like the whole thing the whole thing about the book is to care personally, but challenge directly and to be better teammates, be better workers in corporate America. So that is my review on Radical Candor. Thank you for tuning in. I will be back tomorrow. Tomorrow's book. <laughs> um, what is tomorrow's book? Tomorrow's book is The Alchemist by Paolo Coelho. I've already completed it, but yeah, I will be chatting about that tomorrow so i will see you then thanks for tuning in this is carson reads it's called carson reads because i'm carson and i read ciao